Welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Mark and Kimberly Spellman joining you today. Hello, hello, hello. We know you have a choice when it comes to selecting your podcast, and we're so thankful you chose to spend a few minutes with us today. And hit that play button. We're so thankful. That's right. And, you know, we want you to imagine, if you would, even if you're driving, use your imagination, uh, sitting at a table. Yes. And we're just all having a conversation. We're having a great conversation. We're before the table of the Lord. That's right. And so we're going to get into our continued discussion on the mission of marriage. But we, before we dive in, we want to always invite you to please be in touch with us. One of the best ways, if you don't have our personal cell phones, of course, is just to shoot us an email. It comes right to our inbox. We're going to be the ones reading it. And so shoot us an email at spellmanministries at gmail.com. Spellmanministries at gmail.com. S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, at gmail.com. Tell us what you like. What Tell you us don't what you like. don't like. <laughs> Tell us maybe some questions, something that you would like for us to discuss. That's right. And if you have prayer requests, we would certainly count it an honor to join with you in agreement and in prayer about anything specific. And so shoot us an email, be in touch with us, contact us. And of course, Provide reviews right on your podcast platform. Those reviews help to boost the podcast because we want to help as many people as as the Lord would help us to help. That's right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, here we go. The mission of marriage. The mission of marriage. Ephesians 5 is Woo! where we've... Um, we've opened our Bibles numerous <laughs> weeks now to Ephesians 5, and the Lord has just directed conversation in line with that, but not specifically diving deep into it. But we're going to make another attempt. Another attempt. Getting into Ephesians 5. Here we go. We're trying. Because you know what? <laughs> Life has some surprising upticks. You know, things happen and you just got to live by the spirit. You got to deal with it. Live by the spirit. Can't ignore it. Live by the spirit. Got to face it. Live by the spirit. And you got to keep your joy. Live by the spirit. (laughs) So in Ephesians chapter five, of course, we know at the end of the chapter, he dives into a lot of detail about instructions to wives, instructions to husbands. And, of course, nestled right in that passage is his phrase, the glorious church. The glorious church. And we must look at the fact that this is broken up into chapter and Mm -hmm. verse, but it was not necessarily chapter and verse when it was written. It was actually a nice letter. That's right. You know, here's something fun. Just throw it out there. Is... uh, Maybe write a letter to your spouse. Ooh, I mean, a good old-fashioned letter. Maybe even put a stamp on it and let them pick it up yeah, in the mailbox. mail it to them. Oh, and that's <laughs> not a text. No. Take the time. On true paper with maybe. a nice pen. That's right. Maybe get some nice stationery or something. Oh. You know, it's just those little surprises just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay. Now, I have to tell a story on Mark. <laughs> because um, Mark's really pretty good uh, about this and has been for <laughs> our entire existence together. You know, we've our been ent- together more than we've been apart. Ah. 
I'm not sure when we tipped over that marker point, but we a year or two ago we've our twenty fourth anniversary. Yeah, we we're actually, on twenty eight. We've known each other together more than we've known each other apart without each other. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And phenomenal all at the same time. That's right. What a testimony. Um so <laughs> of your mercy and patience. <laughs> of your grace. <laughs> the Lord's grace. Mercy Mark. You're telling um, a story. I know. Okay, so the story is this. When Mark and I first met, I was a Rama student. Mm-hmm. He had graduated Powell College. I was a Rama student. And I was working at a bank Mm -hmm. that was actually right next to the campus. That's right. And Mark, at that point in time, ushered in healing school. And so after healing school, because I was um, an afternoon goer in her, and I closed the bank through the drive-thru, which at that point in time, I think I was there till 7 or even 8 o'clock sometimes. Um, I think that closed it. Maybe it did close at eight. It was either seven or eight. I don't know. Um, can't remember that. And part. that's an important detail. Uh, well, that's a woman for you. <laughs> um, so, so he would come after healing school. A lot of times, he would come through the drive-through, and he would send me these little notes. That's right. Little no- love notes. Sometimes he'd even send me chocolate. That's right. A chocolate bar <laughs> through the the little um, the little, little tube. tube. That's right. And then sometimes I'd go out to my car after I get off work, and there'd be a rose under my windshield. And who is your bit. friend Sarah? Yes. That you worked with Sarah Thompson. I'd, she'd sometimes get on the other uh, what do you call it? The phone, the little the in- microphone intercom. intercom. Well, there's Mark again. Yeah, she go. Where are my chocolate? <laughs> Where's my roses? <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. So, so be creative. That's be the creative. Point. Be creative. Find a way to just surprise your spouse with just something that tells them you're thinking about them. Hello. Go put a note in your husband's truck. Mm-hmm. In his toolbox. In his pool, toolbox. There's the lunch box. Well, well. lunch box. You know, lunch bag cooler. cooler. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't really use lunch boxes anymore. Put a put a note on the coffee machine. Oh, he won't miss that one. <laughs> but you know, it is important that we move forward and that we always persist in our relationship, in mm-hmm. our dating, in our cultivation of love and relationship, because. Yeah. That all just is stemming a relationship. Yeah. It's all just pursuant of a relationship, communication, mm-hmm. communion. And I'll tell you, I know because we're talking about the mission of marriage, I'll just say this. Guys, you'll get her responding mm-hmm. a whole lot better when you want her to respond mm-hmm. if she is feeling secure mm-hmm. and loved. Treasured treasured and you say well i thought we're getting into ephesians 5 and without even knowing it we are because this is the kind of love that god shows us he's very consistent he's always the bible even says the thoughts that he thinks towards us are more numerable than the sand upon the shore Ooh, hello 
That's a lot of thoughts. That is a lot of thoughts. And, you know, interestingly enough, he's thinking about each and every one of us that way. That's right. It's multiplied. Every, and you say, well, he's just thinking about you. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Scripture says he's thinking about each one That's of right. us. He is pursuing you. He, he is, is pursuing leaning us. into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is just lean in. Lean in. And so as we dive into Ephesians 5, again, this is what it says in the Amplified of verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God. Oh, Imitators of God, copy him, follow his example. That means we have to take time to learn mm-hmm. what Jesus did That's and right. how he was. And then we have to learn what was the the whole relationship in the garden, because there's our examples. There's our examples. Communion. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've, you've seen, seen my father. father. And so this love that he's talking about imitating or copying was exemplified and expressed. The Bible says the Word was made flesh. So the more we love God through the Scripture, through the Word, through studying His Word, being taught His Word, it's going to shape His love in us. It's going to shape the expression of His life in us because Jesus was the Word made flesh. He was love made Mm -hmm. flesh. So it says to copy Him, follow His example, as well-beloved children will imitate their father. Or we could say, they imitate their parents. You know, Hello. children learn what they live. Children learn what they live. And they live what they learn. Oh. And so verse 2 says, so walk in They're always love. watching. Boy, they are. They're always watching. <laughs> and it says, walk in love. I love this next little bracketed section in the Amplified. It says, esteeming and delighting in one another. And that's what we were just kind of talking about. You know, just your spouse or people you love and care about, but particularly in the mission of marriage, we're talking about your spouse. Esteeming, which is placing a value mm-hmm. and delighting in one another. Delighting. So why would we send the letter? Because we delight in them. Oh, because we're not irritated. <laughs> <laughs> and if we get irritated, we get over it. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Because we do get irritated from time to time. Oh, come on. Yep. That's life. That is life. That's, you know, but. You got got a guy's way of doing it. You got a (laughs) woman's way of doing it. You got just lots of different ways to do the same thing. You got personalities. You got thumbprints because we're all individuals. So no two people think alike. Usually a road trip will flush that out. (laughs) (laughs) There's just different ways you travel. And uh, we got on the road several years ago when our our ministry um, changed and we went from traveling, 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 traveling. traveling. And so, boy, it really flushed out the different ways. Uh, expectations you have, and not just ours. We we have adult children, so then oh. you have four people in the mix with all four different ways of thinking about things. And boy, it did. It flushes it out because mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah. Sam thought away. Dad thought away. Mark thought away. I thought away. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a real opportunity to really press into a truth we talk about a lot on family mission, and that is, what does it look like when love wins? Yes, God being right. What does it look like when God is right? 
<laughs> oh, that is sweet lips all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. And it's learning to collaborate where you esteem one another. Because remember the verse says, esteeming and delighting. That means you have to place a value on someone else's opinion. Okay. And that also means that we... Um, are thankful mm-hmm. for the things that are in each and every one of us. And we don't, we look at the the good and not yeah. the bad. Yeah. We look at their giftings and not their faults. Because it's easy when something crops up, you know, something that's irritating, maybe something that's reoccurring, to then make that the thing that just is the filter, the way we see them and the way we think about them. But, you know, thank God his mercies are new every morning. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell on us, too, because when we were, um, uh, let's just say, let's take this back 10 years ago, and the guys were a little bit younger, and they would, they would, um, they would kind of laugh at us at one point, because we would kind of start to banter back and forth. We'd be discussing something, and it wasn't, we were not angry, we were not upset, mm-hmm. but we were... We would kind of, Maybe you know, passionate. We were both very passionate. Mark can be very passionate. You may, everybody may think <laughs> that he just sits back and he's not. Well, no, he can be very passionate. Yeah, especially to me, mm-hmm. um, freely, freely <laughs> he can be. And so we were we were bantering back and forth, and and I remember Dan looking at Sam, going, "Are they are they arguing?" And Sam goes, oh, no, they're just bantering. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, sometimes you have to work things out. I say that because sometimes you just have to work some things out and you have to learn the rhythm. Now, if it's unhealthy and it's rude and it's unbecoming and it's. Or, you know, you can tell there's like toxin in what you're saying yeah. you're like you're there's hurt producing yes. that it's like an undercut it's a punch mm-hmm. that you, you're pulling a punch you know it's just obviously we're not talking about you know that. when you're zingers you know when you're you're you know working through something mm-hmm. and passionate about something and you know when the spirit is shifted it and you are insisting on your own way yeah you know, I like this verse on down in verse uh, 15 in the Amplified, Ephesians five fifteen says, look carefully then how you walk. Remember, it just said, walk in love, walk in love. Sweet lips. So that means we're going to have lips. to look carefully at how we walk. Live. So you're bantering. You better make sure it's in the right heart. <laughs> That's right. There's nothing wrong with having a good sense of humor and having laughter in your home. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, and you heart your heart knows when you cross the line, yes. and it's sarcasm, and it's it's you're having fun at someone's expense, or you're angry internally at yep. them and offended. Mm-hmm. La, la, la. So look at it carefully. And again, nothing wrong with cutting up and having fun. But we also know, our heart knows when we cross the line and there's really something else being communicated and that other person feels it. And if you have a, you have children, it don't have to be adult children, but I'm saying if you have children, they're also going to pick that up. And so we don't want to teach them that. Well, and that's, we had to make some adjustments, you know, because we would, we would... <laughs> I was telling somebody this this morning. Mark and I would have fun. Mm -hmm. And um, like the very first holiday, um, 
there there was something that was happening and I was in the kitchen and I was fixing to boil some eggs and he came in and he was just he, he I finally got to a point that I made him raise his right hand when he was giving me a hard time <laughs> um, like his mom but um, he just started kind of giving me a hard time and it was not a good reaction on my behalf yeah I didn't I didn't see this coming this came like totally out of left field I didn't know she possessed this ability i didn't know this was even in her to to behave this way and i'd been how long have we been married oh i don't know a how year, maybe years? yeah i was right probably right at a year and so <laughs> he he gave me such a hard time i took the egg that i had in my hand not a boiled egg no it was a raw egg and i busted it over his head and in shock <gasps> i just like I can't believe I was trying to process what just happened. She just cracked an egg over my head. So he grabbed one and cracked it over mine. <laughs> and we'll just be honest, an egg fight proceeded. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Oh, it was we fun laughed. while it was happening, but cleanup was not oh fun. Oh my gosh. That almost started an argument, the the cleanup. Yeah, we laughed and we laughed Slimy and we laughed and, and we laughed. Sticky. And it was it was quite interesting. So, um, so bantering and joking around, and you know, people those would, are good memories. People would think <laughs> people were not, you know, they would look at us and go, that was not very nice. So we had to work really because when the when the guys came on the scene, not only with our lives but with theirs, we did want to make sure that there was not any kind of aggression Mm -hmm. not any kind of strife not any kind of offense that we let in our home so sweet lips became the term and Mm -hmm. when somebody would be was being kind of you know sarcastic or sometimes maybe even a little bit harsher than they should have been Mm -hmm. tones um, tones we would go sweet lips and you mentioned tones i'll mention another word timing Oh, timing is a huge factor. Hello. It it may not be the wrong thing to say. It might even be something worth saying. But timing is sometimes critical as to when something's done, especially humor and and joking. Somebody's not awake. Somebody's not awake. Someone's had a situation they've dealt with and they just need peace. Mm -hmm. And so timing. Timing. Let the Lord instruct you. Regarding yes. timing. <laughs> so the glorious church, the glorious church. We are talking about the glorious church. We truly are. I know, because how will the glorious church arise unless marriage becomes what God intended marriage to be, unless the home becomes what God intended it to be? Because it's not just about having glorious services, it's about having a glorious life. Ooh. And that's why this verse we're looking at in Ephesians 5. Now, we like glorious 15, services. We're not against them. We're not against glorious services. In fact, every time we gather, we should have those. Absolutely. But we should live in a place of glory at yeah. home as well. That's because when we come together as glorious ones, we can't help but have a glorious service. Oh, hello. <laughs> so look carefully how then you walk. Verse 15, Ephesians 5, Amplified, says, Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Accurately. What does that mean? Tell us what what you would say that, that that really is speaking to us. Well, the first word, worthily, I think it... 
our worth is derived from the blood of Jesus. Mm. And so if we're going to live worthily, we need to live in the light of the fact that I would not have value if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I would not have a heart clean if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus. So having been Mm -hmm. shown mercy, I need to be a merciful one. Having one that's been given value by the blood of Jesus, I need to give value to my wife, my spouse, my my children, to people. Um, so living worthily is all going back to where did we derive our value? Hello. Where did we derive our worth? So freely we receive, freely we give. Exactly. That's living worthily. Mm-hmm. You know, if God has paid and invested such an intentional price, then we need to live worthily. Right. You know, in other words, aware of what he did, willing to show that, especially to our spouse. Right. We shouldn't give our spouse the leftovers. Oh. We shouldn't witness to the stranger in the in the shopping market, uh, be a light at work, and then come home and be a grouch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Get all prayed up, go to work, be a light, be a witness, and then come home and be a grouch. Oh, That's getting things backwards. We don't want to save the world and lose our families. Come on. You know, we want to make sure that it's it's an investment we make to give the very best fruit to our spouse, the very best fruit in our home. And, of course, we want to give everyone fruit, but I think sometimes we get focused on winning the world and we don't realize the most important person we're winning is our spouse, our loved ones, our family members. They deserve the very best fruit. Amen? Amen. That's worthily. I think. Okay, so then what else? Is that then first? he says, live worthily, and he says, live accurately. Oh. Accurately. You know, I think um, when you talk about accurately, I think about a bullseye. Mm. Um, and so then Pressing what, towards a mark what would a be the calling. bullseye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to the goal of any circumstance is not me being right. It's me being Christ like. And to know what Christ like is mm-hmm. all about, what it looks like is we have to be continually renewing our minds Mm -hmm. to the Word of God. We have to continually be in a relationship with the Word of God, and we can't help... Leave. We, we we can't leave out the Holy Spirit. We have to ask His help yeah. to understand, to live out, to to walk in the light of the Word. And I think we can even bring this completely down into a natural, uh, everyday walk. You know, there's there's an accurate way to do everything. There's an accurate way, and that's going to require us being teachable, us being willing to be taught and to learn, because in everyday stuff that we do, whether it's cleaning cars, uh, working on things, things at work, um, there's an excellence, there's Mm -hmm. an accurate way, there's a best way to do everything. And so part of that means we've got to be willing to be trained, we've got to be willing to be taught, we've got to be teachable, we've got to have some humility about us. Well, and it goes to good stewardship, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I think when you say that, I think about good stewardship. So what does that mean? We understand what the Word of God says, and then we become good stewards of it. That's right. The understanding in all our getting, we get understanding. In our understanding, then we become good stewards of it. We mm-hmm. we see what God sees, and we, we focus and we work on what God focuses and works on. Yeah. And so the last part of this verse, maybe we can work heading towards a wrap-up. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, because our <laughs> time our, is all but gone here, looks like. 
That's because they listen so fast. Uh, you you I, guys are listening I think it's fast. like we, we get on these things and I think we go, hello, and then it's time to close. Where does the time go? <laughs> but he goes on not only to live purposefully, worthily, and accurately. Then it says, not as unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, and intelligent. Wise. So you have wisdom Wow. Um, being described here. And I think the root of all wisdom, you look at Proverbs, it says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Oh. And so really it's all about do what we do in in the relationship to his presence. When I think about if I'm going to do something wise, I'm going to do what I would do as if, if Christ was in the flesh with me, present with me. Would the conversation be held a certain way? Would it be done a certain way? Uh, making a wise choice means making a choice with him present, uh, aware of his presence, mm-hmm. aware that, like he says here, don't be unwise, but know what the will of God is. Know that God has a will mm-hmm. in that situation. And so as men, you know, we have to seek God's will for our homes, for our marriage, for our children that we're bringing up, you know, our sons and daughters, knowing that God has a will. God has a way that he wants it done. His way. His way. So we have to seek that. Mm, There's going to have to be some some time given to seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord's will, seeking the Lord's way, because we just talked about that, doing it accurately, worthily, but also just knowing at a baseline God has a will and God has a way. And so taking the time as a couple, you know, that's part of the mission of marriage is we're going to have to seek God's will. That's right. We're going to have to seek God's plan. We're going to have to seek God's way of doing it. His word. His word. Wash your wife with the water of the There word. you go. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so we encourage you to do these things. We uh, we endeavor to practice these things. And, and life, anything that you're good at, you're good at because you practice it. So, oh. so don't oh. let the word practice throw you. So I your mean, body, you know, yeah, hello. It takes practice. It takes training. Training. You know, no one's just born knowing these things. And it does take putting our flesh under. It's a constant renewing. It's a constant mm-hmm. refocus. It's a constant, you know, um, somebody said something the other day um, in our home and and Sam and Dan, it, the comment was made, and one of them looked at me, and it, and I, I can't even remember the specifics of the comment. All I remember is my response. And I said, well, chaos and disorder are, are just happening. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that have to keep the restraint. We're the yeah. restraining order. Yeah. So we have to be the restraining order in all areas of our life. And if you want the scientific breakdown of that, It's called the law of entropy. Oh, well, see, (laughs) there you go. It's a law of thermal dynamics. You you saw the difference in our personalities (laughs) right there. Everything is moving from order. Mr. Intelligent. Well, see this. I just say the the generality, and he gives you all of the wisdom and the knowledge of the specifics. (laughs) Well, this proves that there can be... There's a creator. Everything yes. is moving from order to disorder. It's not getting <laughs> it's not getting more arranged. Oh. You know, that so evolution, you know, things getting more orderly is like <laughs> violates the law of thermodynamics because everything's moving from order to disorder. And it, it is true in your teenager's room, it's true in your room, it's true in your house. Nothing in the kitchen. Nothing's in your just office. moving towards order. Oh, Everything. look at your desk. Oh, I'll tell you what, look at your tool chest. Come on. Now you're meddling. Look at your craft box. 
goodness. So things don't just Look at your laundry room. That's right. Hello. Everything is moving towards disorder, and the only way it maintains order is we apply the effort, the persistence, the I'm so thankful for my mama. (laughs) Yeah. She used to tell us. Mm-hmm. She trained us well. Yes, indeed. I, I maybe I got mm, I don't know sixty percent training uh-huh. that I passed on to my <laughs> boys as she did with me. Well, but I guess I am thankful for my dad too. But I had a mother that was very, very organized and fully type um, A mm-hmm. on a personality scale. Uh, now we say agape, so that means that, you know. Type that's, A, that's type a, agape. It's, it's a little different for those that have heard us talk about type A, type, type, type agape. But um, she was just very orderly mm-hmm. and neat, and, and everything had its place. And you took it out of its place, you mm-hmm. used it, you cleaned it, and you put it back in its place so things stayed in order. And your that's, dad, you didn't leave the room until your bed was made and you could bounce a quarter off the sheet. That's right. He was Navy. <laughs> he was military. So I had both. So I got my brother. <laughs> Tim used to, to to tease. We got double double kicked in double, that arena. Double kicked, yeah. <laughs> and Doubly <so>, blessed. <laughs> we were doubly blessed. But um, I guess which way you want to look at it. Because I, I look at it now and I think, oh my goodness, had I not been trained Mm -hmm. because people perish for lack of knowledge. And so um, I did some things with my boys, but maybe not quite as... (laughs) I look at them now and I go, hmm, Mm. hmm, the fruit of the puddings and the eating right right now. But no, they're they're awesome. They do good. In fact, um, I could walk into their rooms right now and their beds are made and things are in order. And so we want to thank you for just joining us today at the at the table. At the table. In the conversation. And we hope that you'll share this podcast with your friends. And be, be encouraged. Let me just say this. Be encouraged because I could hear this in my spirit. Somebody saying, well, my kids' rooms, theirs are not. Well, I trained the kids when they were very young, the boys, mm-hmm. the gentlemen, to. I got in there and I didn't do it just to do it for them. But I had them help me and I would go into their rooms and I'd say, okay, the first thing in the morning when they'd get up and I, we would make their bed, we would make their beds together. And then it got to where I started letting them do it more and more and more. So to those who just heard me and I heard that back, <laughs> um, you know, it's a process. It's training, mm-hmm. which means that it's a continual process. It's not something that boom, they have arrived or boom, we have arrived because we've not. In fact, we're still learning things today. What did we learn today? What did we learn today that will affect change for tomorrow? And so we encourage you maybe tonight when you're sitting at the table, just bring up the question, what did we learn today? What did we learn? So it's not about uh, having all your ducks in a row. It's about embracing the journey embracing transformation and just know that together we go from glory to glory from grace to grace from faith to faith and we just keep pressing towards just the mark. keep pressing towards the mark so in the mission of marriage you just got to keep pressing you got to keep pressing into jesus keep pressing into the love of god keep pressing into patience long suffering press into your relationship with your spouse amen amen well the lord bless you The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you. He lifts up His countenance upon you, and He gives you 
Puro Peace.